Warning, the following may contain house mimics. Join fantasy authors Phil Tucker, Tamandra Whitecastle, David Benham, Benedict Patrick, and Josiah Bancroft as they roll dice and take on the bad guys in a game of Dungeons and Dragons. Five authors, five worlds, one adventure. It's time to get crit-faced. Previously on Crit Faced, four strangers, each from a different world, have found themselves pulled to a strange new land, a land shrouded in mist. As they travel down a road to find their bearings, they discover that the thick wall of mist behind them is following their progress. Alfred comes to the shop. Uh, he looks sidelong at his new companions and says, where I hail from, there are means of teleporting great distances, and perhaps we have been subjected to such magic. Uh, but that does not quite explain the behavior of this fog. Uh, and at that, he scrutinizes it uh, through his monocle and tries to see if there's something magical or otherwise weird about it. Uh, did I roll an arcana check or something? Yes, definitely. All right. Seven. Let's see. A ten. Ten. So ten. Uh, so this, uh, you, you've certainly never uh, encountered uh, anything uh, like this uh, in your life. But um, for oh, actually, what is uh, what is Lord Telfern actually doing here? What he um, when, when he's when you're rolling this Arcana check, what exactly is he is he? Uh, how exactly is he hoping to get information? Uh, I don't think that I have. Magic, um, as a spell. Well, so no, not not even as a spell. But I mean, how is he trying to get a sense? Is he uh, is he just he, studying? He does it, some or? pretty, yeah, pretty elementary stuff. He like throws a rock into the mist. Mm-hmm. If it curves out of the way, he mm-hmm. approaches it and waves his cane. It uh, inhales deeply to mm-hmm. sort of savor the bouquet and yeah, but, um, tang. So you, uh, I mean, you don't get any. Um, any sense uh, that it, that it's uh, magical, but it's certainly not behaving uh, in any way. Um, you would expect the fog to be here. The uh, obviously the fact that it's moving behind you is, is, is enough for that. Uh, I imagine he probably briefly tests it just by putting a, 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 a some body part that he doesn't really care about up against it to see. Uh, and uh, although you're able to withdraw uh, your hand or your foot or, or um, your ear, um, you uh, you know you're you're safe, but there, you definitely feel that it has been almost made weary uh, just by by coming into contact um, with this fog. Made weary. Mm. Mm. Uh, sir, right, sir, well, I can't help but notice that you've been fiddling with the fog for a few moments. Um, is this part of uh, some plan? Or are you just just sort of what what are you doing, sir? I am trying to understand that myself. Uh, this fog is clearly preternatural, and unfortunately, it being fog, it's rather hard to study. But I have a suggestion. Hmm. I have the ability to illuminate this pebble. And it plucks one off the road. How about we leave it behind us and see whether the fog consumes its light altogether or if it remains visible as any source of light should? 
A man of science, I like it. Okay. So uh, the only potential back, of course, and he looks at everyone, a source of light could draw unwanted attention from the woods around us. Is that a risk that we're all willing to take? Well, I believe that we already have attention because someone must have brought us here. Someone must know that we are here. She makes a good point. Uh, there's not much to risk just lighting a pebble and leaving it behind. I mean, let's face it, if that brings the, the, the heavens down upon us, they were very poorly put up. So I, I say we try it. Master McCrag? I have no problem with you trying your little tricks. I've lived in the wild my entire life. We know. This is like nothing I've seen. We should figure out its source. Very well. So, um, Talfrin then proceeds to add a light. Um, he draws a little bit of a slightly moss out of a pouch, rubs it over the rock, says a few words over it, mm-hmm. and then uh, a, a pearlescent light glows forth quite brightly. Uh, everyone within 20 feet of it is illuminated in bright light and then there's dim light for an additional 20 feet beyond. So what, sort what, of incandesces in his hand like a star plucked from the heavens. What does what does Lord Talfrin normally experience when he, he sort of gets in touch with his source of magic? How, how does it What's that sensation like? For it stems from within his soul. He he powers it himself. Right. Okay. Um, there's no external. Okay. Okay. Um, so with that, he flips it up like a lucky coin, catches it in his fist, gives a nod to the others, tosses it over his shoulder, and begins walking. Okay. Um, so um, so can I he... just can I just say that that is some fantastic stage magic? I have never seen anything quite like that in my life, sir. That was fantastic. Oh, you must teach me that trick. Stage magic? Yes, you know, flash pots and 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 uh, silk scarves and you know, uh, fake blood. I pick the pebble back up and I walk over to Jean, and I say, "Here, take it." Thank you. It's uh, the fakery at work, please. Well, I, I, I have to admit, I can't explain this. This is this is actually quite this is quite odd. How did how did you do this? I extend my how? hand to take it back. Okay, here we the go. World. Not stage magic, my friend. No. I drop it back from the road. If anyone has anything else to say, clap Jean on the shoulder and uh, quote a little Shakespeare at him to break all sorts of dimensions, all sorts of dysfunction, bit wall. <laughs> say the world is broader uh, and deeper than your philosophy. Halfway through, Talfrin loses confidence. <laughs> <laughs> There's more in the world than your philosophy, something. Think something, but uh, as an actor, I'm sure. Sir, you, you are no bard. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, so, is the the idea behind the experiment to to walk on? Uh, I hope that the the fog bank continues to to roll over the road behind you and, and to see what happens. Yeah, it, it should last an hour, mm-hmm. and 
it should remain visible given this bright light for a, a good, unless the road curves through the forest for as long as, okay. as it's in the site. So, okay. so if the fog quenches that light, I think we all know that we have to scream and just split up and run in opposite direction. <laughs> um, so uh, as the, the group moves about 10 feet away, that's that's when the, the, the wall of fog sort of begins to, 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 to move over the pebble. Um, and it behaves very much the way you'd expect a, a source of light to appear, uh, to behave when um, enveloped by, by fog. You, you can catch sight of it, um, uh, you know, glowing uh, in the white behind you. Um, I mean, as you move further away from uh, maybe 20, 30 feet away uh, from the, the pebble. The the fog is obviously very thick uh, and the light uh, begins to fade very quickly. Uh, and when we get to about 40 or, or 50 feet, uh, the, the light has, has faded uh, altogether and you no longer can catch a glimpse of it. What should we make of this? It's not natural. That we cannot return. The way we came. Perhaps. Agreed. Tough and quite grumpy as he like glares at the fog accusingly as it's says <laughs> this is like nothing I have experienced before, nor read. Me neither, but I, I was just very startled by a glowing rock, so I feel like I may not be the most expert of the group here. Um, should we run? Does anyone else feel like we should start running, or is this is this still a strolling sort of emergency? I, John, I think you are moving us in the right direction. But first, perhaps foolishly, I will contradict our, our good friend, Master Suna here. And I do wish to return those 50 feet to see if the pebble has been taken, or if its magic has simply been quenched. I'll follow you. Good. So we all stay together and go back. I would appreciate it. Thank you, Master McCrag. Okay. Does anyone have a problem with this sort of action? No. Concerns, but not a problem. Yes, those I have in, in, in quite a large quantity. Very well. I tug on the lapels of my great coat again, blow out my moustache, and start stomping towards where the pebble was. Okay. Um, so you, you move that, that 10 feet towards the, the wall of fog, and, and uh, you realize that the that, you know the fog is not going to move back for you. So so if you're going to continue any further, you reckon that about forty feet more would bring you to where the pebble is. But at the moment, the the fog is uh, your nose to your nose is touching sort of this this this, this wall. I, I slow down and stop. <laughs> Look sidelong at my companions, and I say, "Shall we press through this fog or?" Someone or something is clearly trying to force us somewhere, and I have a very bad feeling about it. Any of your tricks that may disclose this missed secrets are certainly welcome. Thank you. I... Well, I, I, we could tie a rope to your foot and let you <laughs> walk into it a little ways, and and we'll see. I, if, if you cry out in distress, I... I for one, we'll pull on the rope. You are a... Your words, I would say, warm my heart, but they fail to do even that. <laughs> <laughs> I do not appreciate being laid by any force. I will uh, proceed. If you wish to wait here, I do not blame you. And Talfrin 
presses into the fog, intent on returning to his dearly beloved pebble. Okay. Is anyone going with Lord Telfin? I'll go with him. Uh, let's not all throw ourselves on the swords <laughs> at once. Let's let's space it out a little. So you don't even want like a, a safety line? You're just going to walk into the madness? Okay, Is that the plan? I think he's already in it. He's <laughs> gone. Yeah. He's, he's already gone. Um, uh, oh. Master Sona? <sighs> no. The, the logic of this world seems to dictate that something wicked is in this fog and we'll probably raise our level of survival if we all stay together. Do we have exactly time for me to put on my, my, my fine clothes? I can, can I change very quickly? No, you cannot <laughs> remove your shitty pants. <laughs> How many podcasts will we divide a 20-minute adventure into? <laughs> <laughs> Come All right. Now. All right. We'll go. I, I do okay. have uh, I have some hemp and rope, and we could tie each other together. I think, I think, it's, don't it's already too I think Lord Talfin's already in there. Yeah. We could, well, we I could wish I'd thought up. of that earlier. <laughs> we could tie ourselves up. Yeah. Yes, we could tie ourselves up. To a tree and not move. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying I'm going to hold the end of this rope, and if someone else wants to hold the other end before we march to our death, that would be fine. I like that reasoning. I will hold your rope. Excellent. So you least... guys just met. <laughs> <laughs> is, 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 is McCraggy in as well? You yes. can call me Kellen, but yeah, I, I think I, I yeah, am. Kellen and Talfin have been in for for at least a minute now. Okay, well, it's only forty feet. Did we cross it in a minute? You're leaving me in suspense. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just waiting to see what Master Sonna and, and Jean are up to. I, if you're ready, I am. I say we proceed. Okay, so follow my own. Tie it around. We'll go for <laughs> for Kellen, <laughs> Kellen, Kellen, and Lord Talfin. You guys have obviously gone on ahead. Um, I, I say we uh, reach so the the you're within the fog now. There's no there's no barrier. It's not moved aside. It, it really it literally is. When you hold your hands up, it's very difficult to even see them in front of your face. You can tell by uh, the ground underfoot that you're still on the road, uh, but that's it. Um, you're probably and, and and Lord Talfin in particular. Uh, you, you were aware already of this draining property the fog seemed to have when you tested it earlier, and it's it's really sapping uh, at your 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 energy levels now, both of you. So I, I you cross what you you reckon is about half the distance um, that it would take to get to where the pebble lay, and I, I need you both to take a, a Constitution saving throw. Oh my goodness! Hmm. You're not messing around. Ah, 16. 20. Okay. Um, Kellen, uh, you can. You also can feel this magic uh, sapping uh, at your, 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 your energy levels, but you manage to, to grit your teeth uh, and push through uh, its effects. Lord Talfin, you try to do the same, but unfortunately, um, you're, in comparison with your companion, your, your form just can't uh, just hold, uh, cope with the the strain, uh, and um, you actually become physically exhausted just by, by walking this 20 feet through the fog. So uh, um, act, it feels like you're, 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 you know, you're sort of lethargic now and finding it hard to hold your head up. I'm going to give you 
uh, exhaustion uh, level yeah. one, which means that any ability checks that you take from now on, you have disadvantage on. Um, also, uh, you can also see further down where you reckon the road is, a, a faint light shining. Right, as in this on the floor, like it might be my bubble? Uh, yes. Um, are, you, I, uh, are you going to push on? Uh, can I see uh, Master McCrag by my side? Um, you could probably hear the fog that. I imagine you could hear. You're aware that he's been following you. All right. I breathing heavy and, and for some reason, like drenched in sweat, I extend my walking cane to prevent him from like uh, stepping by me, and I say, "I see the light up ahead, but this fog is is inimical to." Oh, I can't even talk. Let let turn. And sort of dragging my feet and sort of like huffing and I turn around and flee the fog. Okay. Uh, you cross about half the distance before you bump into um, Master Summer and Jean with their rope. I just sort of repeat what I just said to Craig. Are you saying we should leave? You're saying you're giving up on the glowing stone and we should run away? Uh, I can't follow. No time to talk. And yeah, and you, you, both, you both are also aware that the, the, the effect this fog has been having on you as soon as you step into it. It's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm fine with running. How do you feel about that, lady? I think it is a wise course. Hmm. Me first. <laughs> um, <laughs> Trips her up. So you, the four of you, the four of you burst. Uh, I, sorry, I assume Kellen, are you are you following? Sorry, I never. Asked. Yeah, as soon as I saw uh, Lord Telfin uh, stagger out of there, I realized that I didn't want to be okay. trifling with this whatever demon lurks in this fog. Okay, so you, you the four, the four of you burst back through the fog, uh, exactly onto the, the road, exactly where you, you came from. Uh, you're. Panting heavily, uh, you know, sweat pouring from you. That was a tough, uh, was a tough experience. And uh, Lord Talfin, you continue to have uh, suffer from exhaustion, and you're not going to recover. Oof. You're not going to recover from that until you have a, a long rest. Good. All right, so I, I, I stagger over to a tree and uh, prop myself up against it. So uh, I look like I've been up for like three nights. It's like deep shadows carved under my eyes, and I look at the rest of you. And that was. Whole natural, but I did see the pebble. Its glows muted by the fog. It was not dispelled. Well, that that seems to be an important revelation. Um, so, shall we continue to flee the, the poisonous mashed potatoes and 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 find some actual warm hearth and maybe some food and a bath for our friend? <laughs> I agree. We should probably just continue westward then. This is where the fog is trying to lead us. Maybe we'll even see who is the perpetrator behind the fog. It might be our host. This could be a, a welcoming fog, for all we know. <laughs> I very much doubt it. Me as well. For once, I agree with Mr. Uh, Marmalade and think we should get clear of here as quickly as possible. Marlemé. Marla May, you Philistine. <laughs> Marmaduke, back to that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mop up my brow with 
More to do. Call him Martha. Um, <laughs> the indignity that I suffer. I, I nod wearily and mop at my brow with a handkerchief and uh, follow behind the other. Okay. So does the does the fog like um, does it progress at the rate that we are walking? So if we walk quicker, will it then move quicker? Yes, it absolutely does. It, it's okay. very it's very much uh, basing its movement on on how far you are progressing along the road. Yeah. We're being herded well, like mm. many sheep in my land. Well, uh, I'll see. Okay. Good good perceptions. So. <laughs> Is everyone here like like able to defend themselves? I think that's the question. I I would just like to have a sense of if we are going into peril, like how you plan to to face that peril. I I myself am well versed in in uh, handling a crossbow. I don't know if uh, anyone else is familiar with this device. It's quite impressive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Talrin pulls his cloak back and and, and shows a very small. Sort of beautifully crafted crossbow in his hip, like a light uh, crossbow. It's that's okay. That's an okay one. I've seen. <laughs> I think mine's nicer, really. If you if you look at it, then uh, he extends finger, still sort of uh, looking exhausted. He fires off a, a bolt of flame um, <laughs> uh, at one of the trees. Um, uh, uh, it catches fire now, but it deals a 1d10 fire damage at a, one of the trees close by, like a, a sudden roar, and, and the crimson light bursts up into the fog. Because I, I can also do that. Well, I, I can do that too. I just don't wish to right now. <laughs> <laughs> so he can defend himself. That's good to see. And I imagine that the tall tall man with the axes. But what about the dancer? Um, your name was Suna? Is that a, you, you, do you have more um, martial dances, or is it just posing? I am no poser. Oh, well, that's good to hear. <laughs> I do not wish to reveal all of my secrets to you. It's nice to meet you as well. Okay, so I say the two men with the uh, the crossbows lead the way. If we're going into a trap, we want to be prepared. Uh, the man with the axe is no, in front of us. That makes more sense. And then the dancer takes up the rear. No, I will go in between. I think that's the safer place. Ah, like a true dance partner. The lady among <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay. I'll take the lead. Let us continue. So we're going to continue to travel uh, westward uh, along this route. Um, We'll continue uh, about uh, for about half a mile or or so. Uh, It's fairly uneventful. I mean, the road uh, is more or less a straight path west. Uh, Every so often it winds, uh, but it seems to just be meandering around whatever whoever built the road had to. uh, To to build it around, generally it's heading in that direction. Uh, Eventually. uh, sorry, and as you continue to walk, the, the same uh, circumstances persist with the fog. Um, it it uh, remains a, in a thick wall uh, that, that seems to be constantly at uh, 10 feet behind you. Uh, you can tell quite a distance uh, to the west. There's, there's a similar wall, but it's opening up as you move towards it. Uh, eventually, however, that uh, the, 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 the fog ahead of you opens up. Um, 
onto um, high stone buttresses that, that jut um, about 50 feet uh, from the ground um, and, and, and in, in a, a wall basically that runs uh, across the road um, that's, that you are, are travelling upon. Uh, huge iron gates are hanging within this stone structure. Um, and, and these gates uh, are basically getting the road ahead. Um, to the left and right of the, the gates, uh, which are of due clinging to them, uh, are two uh, headless statues of armed guardians, like giant knights that, again, they're, they're from, from foot to their <coughs> severed necks would reach 50 feet high. Uh, very impressive to look at. Um, the heads, as, as you get closer, the, the heads of these statues are, are lying uh, at the feet of the statues, covered in, in weeds, uh, and they greet you uh, only with silence. We're about, um, you're still quite a distance away, I would say about 40, 50 feet still from uh, this gate. Does anyone else not like the look of the headless statues? Is that a shared sentiment? There are many headless people in my land. <laughs> of course there are. Okay. Well, anyone, anyone else? It's decidedly ominous. ominous. Mm. I turn to you like, Jinx! <laughs> <laughs> no. I, no. <laughs> um, can we like a general investigation or perception check to sort of like scrutinize it for more detail? Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you looking for? Signs of movement, yeah. people... Do you want to do it? Uh, are the headless statues, are they moving? Okay. Are they magical? A, a perception check. All right. Perception and I remember you're at disadvantage Go. because you are exhausted. You're talking. Oh, because I just rolled a 17. Mm. The other one is a 9. Okay. So 9 plus 7. 16. Mm-hmm. So I, I take off my monocle and, and dab at my brow with my handkerchief. I'm still sweat. Like man in a sauna. No, uh, from from what you can tell, it doesn't seem to be anything, um, uh, um, anything sinister hidden about the, the statues, other than the the, the general uh, disturbing imagery. Uh, just like the the cold um, sort of iron gates, uh, the, you know, the statues and, and all of the stonework here on, on these tall walls are, are coated uh, with condensation. Uh, and, and does, does, it, does it look like? They had removed by like a blow, so it's like raw, torn rock at the neck. Or does it look like it was cleanly sliced, or it was built that no, way? No, it doesn't. It doesn't look doesn't look cleanly sliced. It certainly seems more like it's been uh, vandalized. Off, but yes, yeah. and I'm sorry. Are there walls extending around this gatehouse, or is it just a freestanding gatehouse? It, no, it's, it, it's dark. Correct. It's um, concealed. I mean, you, you think it must be daylight because there there is light. You know, it's not pitch black. Uh, but because of the heavy fog, the visibility is poor. Um, so the the walls that the the gates are connected to, uh, from what you can tell, extend into the woods and into the fog. But you can't tell how far they extend. Is there enough brush and other cover to, I guess, uh, offer some concealment and make sneaking up to the gates possible? Not without going into the fog. I don't mean to like toot my own horn here, but I am a fantastic actor. 
if this <laughs> is some sort of trap and there is a malevolent force at work, would it not be better to send forth one scout in disguise? I have quite a nice disguise to test the waters, as, as it were. And uh, once I find that all has been uh, cleared, uh, you may follow. Or we can oh. send the barbarian if you would prefer. We can just let I, him run. I worry they would smell your rose water from a league away. It is quite fragrant. <laughs> <laughs> Benedict, is this the kind of gay house that has like rooms inside it? Like it actually is a build, or is it just? Like uh, you certainly don't see any. You don't see any evidence of that. Um, from from what so you're aware on this side, it just seems to be. Yeah. So we only see the statue and, mm -hmm. and a little bit of the wall. Do we actually see the gates or are we just yeah. assuming yeah, the gates, that there, the are gates, gates? There, are, there are iron gates there? Okay. As the others talk, Jean begins to put on his fantastic fortune teller outfit complete with scarf and, <laughs> and large skirts and a heavy drapery on his shoulders. And when he looks up again, he is quite transformed. <laughs> <laughs> Behold, Madame Rousseau, I, I have become, uh, see, this is going to work perfectly. I will go forth. They will not suspect anything of an old woman, right? And if they do lunge upon me, you, my friend, shall come forth and, and rescue me. Well, if you... Um. If you <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Feel... Let me show you the crystal ball. I'll show you the crystal ball. This is, this is, the, this is the crowning moment here. So, huh? Huh? Um. <laughs> Are the are the statue are the headless statues scalable? So could one potentially climb? Um, you, you could certainly have a try. Then I think I will. Okay. Um. Okay. What do I, I do? Well, you're gonna, you, have to, you're gonna have to. That means you've you've got to walk right up to them. That's like forty or fifty feet leaving mm -hmm. the group. Okay. But Is I can. That what you mean to do? Run and jump silently. Sure. I'm quickly. just saying, like, not in disguise, just like as yourself. <laughs> Just as myself. Oh, madness. I, I'm pretty I, sure that we are being expected. Okay. I pat Madame Rousseau consolingly on the shoulder and say, it, it is a fine disguise. But if you would, if you would prefer, uh, Jean, then maybe you would like to distract whoever might potentially be behind the gates while I scale the statue and see what is actually there. I like how you think, a distraction. Mm. Ah, let me <clears throat> let me get my crone <clears throat> crone's voice together. Mm. Hello, sir. Yes, that's it. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So as I approach the gates in my disguise, mm. uh, and my my fellows support me, and you will run up on the thing and and see what swats right. Yes. Okay, that sounds so, good. So McCrag and I are staying back at our original spot, like fifty feet away. I guess. Okay. I'll stay there with you. Okay. Uh, All right. And so is, is Madame Rousseau taking points and, and yes. Ma Master Summer is sort of running on the sidelines. Behind, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, Madame Rousseau, uh, as you get within about uh, 15 feet uh, off the gate, you hear a, a loud clang uh, and then a, a screeching uh, noise begins. As the uh, iron gates open uh, outwards towards you. 
Hello, I am just a feeble old woman. I mean you no harm. <laughs> Would you like to take a performance check? <laughs> it was perfect. That was perfect. I. It's a very Harry Jones's quality to it. <laughs> he is a genius. Um, so my performance, um, I would rate it a overall nine out of twenty. <laughs> <laughs> so I turn to I the crowd and just shake my, my head. It was not my best work. The uh, the gates are, are now uh, fully open, uh, and through them you can see the roads continuing westwards. Faced is a weekly Dungeons and Dragons podcast. To make sure you never miss an episode, and to get an exclusive prequel episode of the podcast where you can find out what our characters were up to before this adventure began, head over to CritFacedPodcasts.com and join our CritFaced fan group. <laughs>